I like it. I like it. We're gonna have to do a disclaimer about Ryan's chair. Um, just so <laughs> yeah, whatever, whatever, whatever interesting sound you hear, like that yeah, right there. That's typically, fine. when there's any kind of fart noise, it's the big guy in the room, and I'm not taking credit for that. So. <laughs> and, right. and my camera's off, so. <laughs> Welcome to episode number 17 of the Power 5 Podcast. I'm Kevin Williams. In this week's episode, we turn our attention to the podcast's favorite actor, Kevin Costner. We will be ranking Mr. Costner's top five movies. He was scheduled to be on tonight's pod, but he had to cancel at the last minute, so maybe we'll get him next time. Let me introduce the gentleman that will be joining me this evening. First, the pod's very own Roy McAvoy, Mr. Brantley Vest. I appreciate you calling me a gentleman there. It feels good. feels good. Kevin, how are we doing? Man, we are doing excellent. Loving it. Uh, Braves off to a nice start tonight, so I like seeing that. Playing good. Baseball. Jays have our number. Jays have our number, but we'll no get out. They're good. They're they're a little wild card. Um, yeah. little sleeper AOE's pick. Yeah. But it's still Canada, so. Touche. Hey, but they're playing so, in New York, right? Canada won't allow them to play. Florida. Is that right? Florida. I was, Oh, I thought they were in Buffalo. Dunedin, Florida. How about that? Yeah. And next, the pod's only member that has rubbed elbows with Kevin Costner himself and actually given him some acting lessons, Mr. Christian Graver. <laughs> Mr. Williams, my pleasure. You know, Kevin Costner is uh, my second favorite Kevin after you, Mr. Kevin Williams, and he's right in between Kevin McAllister of Home Alone. But excited to talk about General John Dutton tonight. Yeah, I'm excited about that as well. And, you know, it's kind of sad that our our third member, I guess technically our fourth member of the pod, Mr. Colin Thompson, is not able to join us tonight, but he is here in spirit. And he has sent me his top five Kevin Costner movies, so we'll share those in just a little bit once we actually get to the rankings. But in place of Colin tonight, we actually have another guest joining the pod He's possibly the pod's biggest fan. He's a Clemson Tiger through and through. He's a connoisseur of fine drinks such as hot cocoa. He's an expert in Atlanta rap, a bottom-tier player in PlayStation NCAA football, and obviously a Kevin Costner fan, Mr. Ryan Smith. (laughs) He's frozen with excitement. <laughs> this, this is going well. Do you see the face right there? That, that was perfect. Oh, Ryan, man. do you have a skid year? He's got that six-mile internet. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Ryan, are you there? And... <laughs> wow. I'm have to get... I thought he was just like... I thought he was, he was shocked with excitement right there. I think your intro was so good that yeah. he was like, "That's I can't, I can't live up to this." Ryan, are you there, man? Ryan, I was having trouble hearing after he, uh, when you started introducing Christian. Oh, so you missed all of that. Everything was okay. going out. All right. Well, while we have it, I'm going to go ahead and try to. Try to introduce you once again, okay? Okay. All right, you ready? Yeah. Oh, my gosh. 
And taking the place of Mr. Colin Thompson tonight, we've got arguably the pod's biggest fan join us tonight. He is a Clemson Tiger. He's a connoisseur of fine drinks such as hot cocoa. He's an expert in Atlanta rap. He's a bottom-tier player in PlayStation NCAA football, and he's obviously a Kevin Costner fan. Joining us tonight is Mr. Ryan Smith. Hey, love. I appreciate all the nostalgic intro references. Yeah, as soon as you heard that Atlanta rap, you know you wanted to go right into some Luda, right? Oh, yeah. Uh, hey, this is technical difficulties for sure. All right, guys. So obviously we got Kevin Costner tonight, the pod's favorite actor. I'm looking forward to discussing him. I mean, we discuss him every single episode, but tonight, I mean, he gets all the love. He gets all the attention as we talk about his his movies, our favorite movies. And heck, man, I mean, we've already talked about him with, with our sports sports movies, some chick flicks. So I'm sure we're going to have some repeats on that, but uh, definitely looking forward to to discussing Mr. Costner tonight. But, you know, before we get into that, two things have kind of caught my my eyes this week, and I'd like to get y'all's thoughts. And we got a little bit of time to discuss this just because we're not playing a game tonight. But did y'all happen to see the news today about the Oakland A's possibly relocating and Charlotte being a, a, a possible city. Brant, did you see that? I did not, no. That's interesting, though. Yeah, it, it definitely is. So, apparently, MLB is not very pleased with the city of Oakland's progress on their new stadium. And so, they've given some permission to kind of look at some possible cities to move to. Nashville was one, Portland, I think Vancouver – and then obviously Charlotte. So yeah. that would be interesting. I always felt like of the of the four or five cities being mentioned in the past three to five years, that Charlotte was a little lower on that list than other cities. I mean, just because of uh, the Knights brand new stadium. I mean, do you do you build it somewhere else downtown? Do you take that stadium and upgrade it? I mean, you know, so yeah. I would love it for sure. That that's what I was gonna ask is where do you go? Because obviously your Hornets are downtown, Panthers are downtown, but you almost like, I don't think of baseball as downtown. Like I almost, I like the fact that the Braves new stadium is off the path of downtown. It kind of has its own town. So you could almost see it in like a, a different area, perhaps of Charlotte. I mean, talk about Colin just leaving there and then they get a baseball team. Oh man. Moving back. Terrible timing for Colin. Do you do you feel I like I would be torn though? Yeah, yeah. Do you feel like I mean a new Charlotte MLB team would get a little bit of your Braves loyalty? No, absolutely not. But it would be weird that my other two teams are Charlotte based teams, and yeah. but my allegiance stays always and forever with the Braves. Gotta, gotta. But would they still be the A's? That'd be weird, right? The They'd Charlotte almost have to A's. change it all up. Yeah, I mean Charlotte A's. I feel like that could work. Yeah. But you and know the Bobcats have, didn't last. Now you that was kind of Yeah, that was bad. <laughs> Bob Johnson was that was a terrible owner. But um, now you have MLS coming to Charlotte. Yeah, so I saw that. It's crazy how fast. They're well, going. yeah, I mean Atlanta. Obviously, that just popped off automatically. So I'll be interested to see uh, how Charlotte does with that too. I, I'm, you know, I'm a Liverpool fan, so I, I actually went to the Panther Stadium and saw a Liverpool match. And I thought it was fun, man. People show up and show out for that stuff. So I think it's going to get a lot of love. 
Yeah, I think so. I, it's something that, you know, Charlotte A's actually sounds like that might work, but I don't see green and yellow. No. Charlotte color doesn't feel like one, at least with <laughs> other pro teams. So I don't know. It would be interesting to see how that works. It'll probably force just the city government, the local government of Oakland to really make some quick decisions in regards to their stadium. But, hey, we've got our guest back on due to some technical difficulties earlier. Mr. Ryan Smith is is back in the Zoom. And, man, we're excited. Roll out. Can you talk? Can you test it out for us? <laughs> Roll out. There we go. There we go. All the way up 85 from Atlanta to Oconee County. That's right. Mr. That's Ryan right. Smith, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, the pod's biggest fan. We're excited to have you tonight, man. Hey, there was a couple questions I actually wanted to – to to ask you and uh it starts with this so far you know this is episode number 17 so we've released 16 so far is there a is there an episode that the power five podcast has put out that just instantly rings as your favorite like you were like man that is that was hilarious or i love that subject is there something that stands out for you i think um the little debbie episode kind of i mean i know it's the first one but like that that got me hooked. And then I guess the serial episode would probably be close. And the reason I say serial is because the entire time I was thinking about back in college when we I think it was our fresh my first or second year where we, we cut out cereal box uh characters and taped them on our cabinet doors and by the end of the year the entire top row of cabinets was filled with cereal box logos. Um and also because that's all you ate all the time. So Dude, I was very familiar with most of the cereal stories. You're a CT Crunch guy, right? Oh, yeah. CT For Crunch life. all the way. Yeah. Oh, Love man. It. Now my kid's hooked on it. It's delicious. <laughs> and he drinks the milk, unlike Colin. Hey, that's a good kid right there. Colin, <laughs> take notes. That's right. Everybody's everybody's teaching their, their children the right way. Well, that's funny that you mentioned Little Debbie because it's still getting downloaded, which I think is funny. But, I mean, it was our first episode, and we, we've we come a long way from that. And, and we probably – we've had some episodes that haven't done near as well as the Little Debbie. Uh, oddly enough, sporting events, I think, is our least downloaded episode. Well, the episode that we don't – that we released yesterday, uh, our female artist is currently the the least downloaded, but it's only been out for, you know, not even 48 hours yet, but sporting events other than that, is there a least favorite episode that you have or something that just didn't really strike you as interesting? I really can't say that I have a least favorite. Probably the one that I felt most disconnected to was the wrestling or wrestling episode <laughs> only because I have a very limited window of time that i was interested in wrestling so a lot of that stuff y'all were talking about like i had no clue well that's okay uh, ryan because colin felt exactly the same and you could tell in his <laughs> <picks>. <laughs> uh, i mean hey. like for me like it's the rock and stone cold and i really don't care about any of the other ones. <laughs> there you go well those are good picks well uh, but usually you chime in or text. <laughs> it was a it was a sound effect right there from somebody. I don't. Do we have a soundboard like Kevin? I have wanted a soundboard on the show for like twelve weeks. I want to like press it and go like boy. <laughs> we do need one. Oh, I'm sure there's some kind of bootleg 
sound effect <laughs> yeah. side out there. Oh man. Well, you normally either text me or hit us up on Twitter with some comments. So I was I was certainly anticipating hearing your your thoughts on a favorite or least favorite episode out there. But man, we're gonna we're gonna put something really uh, important in your in your court uh, for next week. Okay. Generally, during our pre-show discussion, we'll talk about what we want to rank next week. So this would be actually episode number eighteen coming in next week that we'll be recording. And as our guest um, on, on tonight's show, we want to ask you to choose what we're going to rank. So guest choice here, we'd like you to choose episode 18's topic. So literally anything. Whatever you want, it, as right. long as it can be ranked. Yeah, I mean, I mean, it, it could be though. like Myrtle Beach, like your top five things to do at Myrtle Beach in 2004. <laughs> Anything. Uh, oh, man. oh, my gosh. What is happening? Who invited this guy? What's up? Who is that? Oh, my gosh. Colin Shut Thompson up. making an appearance here. Hey, We've been hacked. Join- you joined right as Ryan is going to give us the topic for next week's episode. I like that. I like that. I just thought I would have a surprise drop in from Love it. beautiful Utah. Very nice. Wow. Very nice. Yeah, I it's beautiful. It, it's good to see your face. A cameo from Colin this, for, for this. Out, all you the just way can't, out you can't leave him out. Now, you're you out try. there. You're out there campaigning hard for Mitt Romney's reelection, right? That's what you're doing out there. That's exactly right. Can y'all see the uh, can y'all see the mountains behind me? That's beautiful, and looks like there's gas aplenty. Uh, Are you on a lake? Yeah, uh, it's like a little man-made, uh, man-made pond. Very cool. Yeah, looks man. like you're on Lake Jocassi in Ryan's backyard. Hey, well, I'm glad you joined right here because now we all get to hear live what Ryan's going to choose for next week. So. What you what you say, Ryan? Go with <clears throat> fast food restaurant. All right, all right, fast food like restaurant. <laughs> we could that do was that. probably an inevitable top five at some point. So we, I agree, Ryan. Let's knock it out, Ryan. Do you care to set a certain criteria, like what is defined as a fast food restaurant, or do you want us to to choose our own criteria? Has to have a drive through. I guess would be one and at least regional, you know, like more than just three of them. It needs to be like mm. all in the South, you know, they're kind of chain fast food. You're saying we can't have like a Pete, we can't have Pete's. Right. <laughs> no, <laughs> no Pete's, no, like no clock. Has no to have Pete's, a mascot. No I had Pete's on points at the night. Phenomenal. Cheeseburger half and half. I actually went with the ham Sammy, lettuce, tomato, and mayo. Extra slaw. Extra slaw. Slaw dog. All right. Hey, fast food restaurants. That'll be that'll be simple enough. I like that. I like it, Ryan. You know, that's a topic after my own heart. And by heart, (laughs) I mean the one clogged with the arteries because of Mm. all the fast food. Mm. (laughs) Hey, maybe we could get Walt Deptilla as a guest and he could talk about Arby's. (laughs) <laughs> Arby's, the Ruth Chris of fast food, Ramona. He's not coming on because he has to do all his own stat castings. So. That's right. He would come on if we did this at 3 a.m. He has a <laughs> sickness, Brant, and he doesn't that's, sleep. That's that is nice. true. There's no doubt about that. Colin, are you going to stick around for the remainder of the show? 
unfortunately I can't. I just wanted to pop in, say hello to the pod fam, you know, send my greetings from whatever the state Utah is. So, <laughs> <laughs> I love good. it. Hey, you know I what? Love I, it. That's one of the 13 states we don't have a download in yet. So, you know, you need to get the word out out there. Get it. I can fix. I can fix that tonight. I heard that, brother. So, (laughs) all right. See you, man. Sounds good. Later. Peace out. That was a fun little treat. Yeah, it was nice little cameo there. Well, Ryan, man, I appreciate you joining us. Like we've said already, we've got fast food coming up next week. We're excited about that. And you know, there was there was a couple other things that we we could have talked about during pre-show, but um, man, let's get right on into the rankings just to make sure that we've got time. I know you've got a cutoff time this evening, so uh, without further ado, let's get right into our rankings of Mr. Costner's all-time greatest movie. Starting out with Christian, number five. Well, guys, top five Kevin Costner movies. Going to try my best to make them not all sports movies, so. That's a challenge, uh, but I'm going to kick things off with a sports movie. Uh, this is actually one of his newer films within the past decade. Uh, it's from 2014 football movie. Rest in peace to Mr. Chadwick Bozeman. Going to go with Draft Day. A little Kevin Costner action. I felt like it had been a while since you know he had really done a sports movie, and especially one that wasn't baseball, because that's what he's really known for. It's really a solid flick. So for me, coming at number five is Draft Day. I've not watched that movie. Oh, it's a good movie. Very you got good. weekend plans, Kevin. There we go. There we go. I'm a big fan of it. Yeah, I think I would like it. I'm actually shocked that I haven't seen it. All right, well, coming in at number five for me is going to be 13 Days. I don't know if you guys have seen that. It was released on Christmas Day back in 2000. It's taken, you know, it's based on a true story, the 1962 Cuban Missile Crisis. The famous line from that movie is, you'll never know just how close we came. And Costner plays Kenny O'Donnell, which was a JFK staffer. And the movie is based on his, his perspective through his lens of the Cuban Missile Crisis. So, solid movie if you haven't watched it. I'm a big history buff, so I certainly liked it. Number five, 13 days. And then, you know, Colin just joined us, but he's obviously not here to rank, but he did send his rankings earlier. And coming in at number five for Colin was Message in a Bottle. And I said, why in a bottle at number five? And his response was, you got to have a chick flick. So, Colin's (laughs) number five is Message in a Bottle. I, I saw that coming. I really didn't. I'm shocked. <laughs> Colin's not here to defend himself. I, I just, I'm shocked. I'm shocked. Yeah, it was, maybe he's talking about the Sting song. He got him confused. It's a good I, song. Message in a bottle. bottle. Yeah. <laughs> all right, Ryan, what you got? What you got? All right, number five. Let me, first of all, let me, disclaimer, I didn't realize how many Kevin Costner movies I have not seen that seem like they would be pretty good movies until I did research for this this <laughs> afternoon. Oh yeah, guilty. So I appreciate the transparency. Uh, <laughs> most most of mine are going to be sports related because that's the only ones I've seen. From or you know, but number five for me, nineteen ninety nine, clear the mechanism for love of the game. Oh yeah, with uh, Kelly Preston, John C. Riley. J.K. Simmons, Ben Scully uh, plays himself, sort of. 
Um, <laughs> and, you know, movie about a washed up kind of older end of his career baseball pitcher who's basically in the middle of a perfect game and basically flashback into uh, memories of this love interest he has. And he says, clear the mechanism basically to weed out all the, you know, uh, noise in the stadium. And cool, interesting note, Ben Scully actually has called four perfect games in real life. Um, and he's the PA guy for this movie. That's so, an interesting fact. Like um, Costner was nominated for a Razzie Award for this movie, which is for <laughs> worst actor. Um, I could see him and John C. Riley doing a Step Brothers too. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Tom Cruise. Another note: Tom Cruise was originally cast as Billy Chapel for this movie, but he was um, too short. <laughs> but you know, whatever reason, he got to act, and Costner got to. Well, we all benefited from that. For me, for love of the game. <clears throat> Good pick. I like it. I like it. We're gonna have to do a disclaimer about Ron's chair. Um, just so, <laughs> yeah. Whatever. Whatever interesting sound you hear, like that yeah, right there. That's typically, fine. when there's any kind of fart noise, it's the big guy in the room, and I'm not taking credit for that. So. <laughs> and, right. and my camera's off, so. My dog is over in the other part of the room chewing on a bone. That may be. That may be it. You got to get him off that hormel stuff. All right, here we go. <laughs> Number five for me, and I agree with Ryan. Like Kevin Cosner has his his. I don't know what you call it, discography. I mean, I don't know videography. Filmography. Filmography. There you go. There you go, Christian. His his filmography is very deep, but I, you know I still gravitate towards a lot of the sports movies. Um, I. My criteria is I, I'm just picking movies, but I just want to put a plug out there that Yellowstone is the best show on television, and it's, it's really by a pretty good mark. It is. It's not even close. If it was a movie, it would have been one through five yeah, for me. Absolutely. absolutely. So I just want to put that out there that I'm a huge fan of that show. The cliffhanger from last season, I can barely stand it, so I'm looking forward to it coming back. But with that, I'll get into my rankings. Number five from 1989. Uh, Field of Dreams, just one of those classic movies, in my opinion, a great baseball movie. Of course, anytime you get James Earl Jones in the mix, um, you know, it's it's going to be a good movie. But and then Ray Loyota, I mean, you, it's just star studded. There's a ton of great actors in it. The storyline is kind of out there, but it all just really works. So number five, Field of Dreams. If you build it, they will come. That's right. That's right. I saw... Yeah. Do you know who directed that movie? I can't remember. I, I was doing a little reading on that today, and it, and it's not in my top five, which is why I'm sharing this. But I read that Robin Williams was also considered for that role. So I just could not imagine Robin Williams after seeing it with Kevin Costner. Yeah, me either. And then Kevin Costner kind of billed himself as a sports movie guy, like a headliner. I don't feel like Robin Williams ever did that. It was directed by Phil Robinson. Okay. Remember. Well, could you imagine Robin Williams, Harry Knuckles with that baseball glove? Oh, my gosh. Come on. I can't imagine it. Like, Robin Williams is great, but I can't. Oh, he, he's a legend, but no, not a sports star. Yeah. I mean, Costner is the pitcher He's the the baseball guy. He, he's just that's what he is. The eighties, nineties baseball guy. Yeah, but but then uh, let's do a little thought experiment. Close your eyes and imagine Kevin Cosner as Mrs. Doubtfire. <laughs> Hello. 
can't. No way. That's a great point. Number four. We're coming at number four for me. This is going to be funny because I'm actually, I started at 2014. And what you're going to see with my top five is they're going to go down in years. So number four for me is a 2006 film. Kevin Costner co-stars with Ashton Kutcher. This movie, I believe I watched at Colin's house. That's just to give you a little time frame there. So 2006, it's called The Guardian. Um, where he is a U.S. Coast Guard and really just kind of talks about that whole story and just a solid flick. And it was one of those where I think Ashton Kutcher was kind of peaking in his film days. And I don't even think he was on Two and a Half Men or anything yet, but he had just come out of Dude, Where's My Car? And then started really kind of getting more of those kind of chick flick type movies. And then to do a movie with Kevin Costner, I think really helped propel his career. So uh, 2006 movie number four for me, The Guardian. If you haven't seen it, solid flick. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, it's a good movie. Solid. Yeah. All right, here we go. Coming in at number four for me, and I didn't give my criteria earlier, but I was just kind of looking through through Costner's filmography, and there was there was one movie that was definitely going to be that at the top for me without even thinking about it. But the other ones, you know, I just had to go back on nostalgia, which is where a lot of my picks actually come from and just having memories associated with certain movies and things like that. And this is exactly what this is coming in at number four for me. Now I know I get made fun of for what I'm about to say quite often on the pod and my little circles of, of, of buddies, but I'd like to give a fact real quick before I give my number four movie, Kevin Costner's first wife was snow white in Disneyland Kevin Costner also, before he hit it big time in Hollywood in acting, was a Jungle Cruise skipper in Disneyland. Okay, so he's got some Disney ties right here. <laughs> now, the number four movie is actually an animated Disney classic. However, this is an alternative storyline, and this is Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, okay? It was released in June of 1991. It was the number two movie released that year in the theaters. Terminator 2 Judgment Day was number one. But if you have not seen Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves, it's got Morgan Freeman in there. It's got Christian Slater. It's got Alan Rickman. And obviously, it's got Kevin Costner. Also, Sean Connery makes a little cameo appearance in there. But something interesting that I that I read about this particular movie is that Costner was actually given full editing rights. And if you've not seen that movie, Alan Rickman is the star. OK, he takes the show in this. He's the he's the mean sheriff in in the movie. He's a vile human being. And apparently Costner edited out some of his scenes because of him kind of stealing the show and he didn't want Alan Rickman to kind of upstage him and in, in this movie that he was starring in. But Sounds coming, familiar. Sounds oh, that's familiar. disrespectful. That's disrespectful. <laughs> but coming in at number four is Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Have y'all seen that? Absolutely. Yeah. Great flick. Can you sing the Brian Adams power ballad? Everything I do, I do it for you. Oh man, that is a good song. I forgot is, about man. that. Everything I do, I do it for you. Oh man, that from that movie, or did they just use clips of that movie for his? Music? No, it's it's on the soundtrack. It's the only song that's not like a an instrumental. It was like yeah, made for that movie. That's right. 
Oh, I got to do Collins. I forgot. Number four coming in for Colin real quick. Let me pull this up. All right. So, Colin, number four is the bodyguard, the classic between Costner and starring Whitney Houston as well. When I asked him why the bodyguard at number four, he says, not sure I can put a finger on it, but just always loved it. This <laughs> so is a solid four, movie. So I number four, the bodyguard. I can't remember it. I feel like I was too young and like. I remember watching Robin Hood. I think I remember the bodyguard being on like HBO and my parents watching it. I just, other than the song, I can't really put like the story together. So I couldn't have it, but it's one I of trust his best, it. man. I, yeah, I would, I would, I would highly recommend it. I have to go back and check it out. Respect. All right, Ryan. All right. Number four for me uh, is also, has already been mentioned, Field of Dreams. Dude, I could watch that movie all day long. I don't know why. Just something. I'm a baseball guy in general. Another big reason I love that movie is because I, back when I was younger, doing research on Sheila Joe Jackson, and you know, had wrote written many kind of school projects about him. It's a part of that movie. He's mentioned that he, you know, his Ray Liotta plays uh, his character in the movie. Uh, one of my favorite scenes. They're playing, you know, in the in, on the field, and he, Ray, Kevin Costner's character says, "Don't we need a catcher?" And Ray Liotta says, "Not if you put it, not if you get it near the plate, <laughs> something like that." Like, Ryan, let me ask you: In your opinion, Shoeless Joe Jackson should he be in the Hall of Fame? Yeah, yeah. Okay. I think there's lots of evidence that counters that, that he did not, while he might have initially been in on the plan to throw that World Series, none of his stats and his performance in that World Series indicate that he actually was trying to throw the World Series. I'm with you. Let him in. If you're going to throw a World Series, you don't bat, you know, know, for average that he did and and perform the way he did. And throw Pete Rose in there, too, while you're at it. Maybe even Kurt Schilling. All right, coming in from at number four for me, um, it looks like Ryan and I are going to flip-flop. We'll see if we can keep this trend going. Uh, number four for love of the game, 40-year-old Billy Chapel. Uh, you know, I mean, just uh, maybe his last show on the mound and just pitching a brilliant game. It's just the concept of the movie is great. Kevin Cosner's co-star, Jane Aubrey, is her character name. Kelly Preston, such a great character. Um, John C. Riley, what Brian Cox from, well, I don't know what he's, what uh, show he's from, but uh, he's a, he's an actor that I really like. J.K. Simmons, Vin Scully, um, just a star studded cast. I'm really uh, irritated that Rotten Tomatoes has it as a 46% and I'm normally a, a Rotten Tomatoes guy. I feel like they get it right a lot of times. I feel like they're, they're dead wrong here. 46% for love of the game. Number four. Yeah, I like that Brian Cox. I mean, I, he was actually in uh, Super what's, Troopers. Yeah, he was. But he's in a the, lot of movies, right? What's the like, show he's in right now on HBO? It just left uh, my mind. Yeah, is it? Um, it's like oh, a Succession, about, right? Succession. That's exactly with right. uh, Macaulay Culkin's brother. Yes, <laughs> he always comes yes, back. Yes. Big fan yeah, of the show, right. Macaulay Culkin. Macaulay Culkin. Yeah. We'll get him on one day. <laughs> that yeah, is my dream guest. No, Next rest. to Ryan Smith, Macaulay Culkin is like right there. <laughs> Rest in peace, Kelly Preston. 
Is that right? The show just got dark. Wow. Hey, we always throw an RIP out there. Yeah. yeah I died a couple years that. ago. Breast cancer, I think. Maybe, but I didn't realize it. Yikes. That, her character is so great in that movie. Like, yeah. It's just such a good movie. Number three. Coming at number three for me, I think this movie's going to come up on a couple other people's list, probably a little bit higher. Uh, 1996 classic. We've already mentioned it. Mr. Roy McAvoy, not Rory McElroy. Shout out for the Quail Hollow victory this past weekend up in Charlotte. Uh, you know, this movie, I mean, we all love golf here. And I mean, you throw Cheech Marin on there, a little Rene Russo, uh, you know, just a classic Costner film. I mean, this is like 90s Costner, just like epitome of like, how cool he was and is, I mean, he's, he's, you know, 66 years old now. So, you know, take back to, you know, when he was, I consider his prime, even though he's still busting it today, 10 cup number three, let's get it. Can't beat it. it. Roy McAvoy. Shout out. It's coming back. You already know it's coming back. Yeah. It's it's definitely coming back and golly, what a good movie, man. That's one of those I could watch. If it, if I see it on, it's, it's getting some play time, no doubt. Yeah. yeah, I'm stopping where it's at. Okay, number three for me is a little bit off the grid, I feel like. He's definitely not the star, but he's in the movie, and I really, really enjoyed this movie. It was released in January of 2018, and it goes by the name of Molly's Game. I don't know if you guys have watched that. Also stars Jessica Chastain. Idris Elba, I think that's how you say his name. But Kevin Costner is the dad of superstar, future Olympian hopeful Jessica Chastain. She's a skier. She gets injured, and she is out. She's done. Kevin Costner plays a psychologist. He and his daughter, Jessica Chastain, have this, like, love-hate relationship. He's kind of, I don't know, this – elite thinker over here. He's tough over her. Anyways, once she gets injured, she becomes a poker dealer and basically runs the extremely, extremely prestigious high, no limit poker home games. And, you know, in real life, apparently Leo DiCaprio, Toby McGuire, Ben Affleck would frequent her games and and play, but um, she eventually would would become suspect, and the FBI would kind of get on her. And anyways, her game was was busted up. But man, just a really really good movie, especially if you like poker, if you like true stories. Molly's Game coming in at number three for me. Have not seen it. Want to see it? Solid cast. Didn't even realize Costner was in it, and now I'm like, <laughs> got to go see that. You got yeah, it's to. a gr- it's a great movie for sure. I'm sh- I'm surprised by the pick, Kevin, just because of how little his role, or I, at least in in my thinking about the movie, I thought it was a great movie, but I thought his role was kind of small. Sure. Yeah. I think, but I love the movie. It's a great movie. Yeah. Yeah. He's in the background, so more so than the. All right, so Colin, his number three pick. Let me pull this up. I apologize for not having it ready. Number three for Colin is Field of Dreams. And when I asked Colin why Field of Dreams at number three, he says (laughs) another movie where it seems like that's how he'd really be, whatever that means. So, well, I mean, I kind of I, – I understand what he's saying. Like, sure. he, he seems like he's playing like a – Like a, himself. A character that he would play in real – yeah, yeah. It's a great movie. I'll be honest with you. I really thought Sizzle Beach USA was coming in at number three for Colin. 
Is that a movie? That That was his very first one. Never seen it. It says hot sand, hot bodies, hot nights. (laughs) Kevin Costner, 1981. Oh my gosh. That's hilarious. (laughs) All right. So number three, Field of Dreams for Colin. Ryan, what you got? Number three. Number three for me, 2006 with Ashton Kutcher, The Guardian. I think it was a for me, it was one of the first ones I saw of him where it wasn't a sports movie. Uh, it kind of, for me, just showed his uh, range of ability as far as an actor. Great performance with him and Kutcher. Sad ending, you know, spoiler alert for him at least. So, number three <laughs> for <it>. me. <laughs> so, for me, three is the Guardian. Yeah, it's a good pick. You know, I think it showed his range and also Ashton Kutcher's range. I didn't give him much respect outside of comedy until this movie. Still don't, but (laughs) I'm just kidding. (laughs) All right, number three for me. I'm taking it up to Durham, North Carolina in 1988. Crash Davis, Annie Savoy. I'm taking it. Bull Durham, great movie, 97% Rotten Tomatoes. So this uh, movie is getting the credit it deserves. One of the greatest sports movies of all time, Bull Durham, number three. Great pick. It's coming back. And I've got a shout out to Colin for this too. He really got me into that. There was a summer, and I don't know if you guys have been to commerce in a while. Like we used to go to those commerce outlets all the time, like when I was growing up and there was a music store that sold DVDs. And one summer, clearly in the early to mid 2000s, I was like, Colin got me hooked on all baseball flicks. And I remember buying Summer Catch, Bull Durham, like you name it, like all on DVD. I probably still have them, even though I don't have a DVD player anymore. But uh, that was just to me, he got me into that. So shout out to Colin. You know, I know I always like to rag you for wearing women's medium sweatshirts, but tonight this is all about you. So shout out to Colin for that. Fantastic. Number two. Coming at number two for me, if you build it, they will come. You've heard it already tonight. Uh, you know, Kevin Costner in the 80s, late 80s, these baseball films. I mean, I was, I guess, three years old or something when this came out, but I remember watching it in the nineties and growing up, you know, playing baseball again, you know, these were those kind of movies that you think about when you think about childhood, when you think about little league and when you think about Kevin Costner, really his breakout. I mean, I just, I just remember the the, the corn fields and, you know, I, the poster and the, the, the movie cover. And so for me, field of dreams, number two, uh, I think if you're thinking Kevin Costner, it's got to be there in your top five. So Field of Dreams, number two. All right, coming in at number two for me, Brant just mentioned it. It's going to be Bull Durham. Brant, you've talked a lot about it. I know Colin has in the past. Christian just spent some time on it. Couple cool, couple interesting tidbits here about Bull Durham and, and Crash Davis. So Crash Davis's original script was written specifically for Kurt Russell. How about that? So just try to imagine Kurt Russell playing Crash Davis uh, opposite Annie Savoy or Susan Sarandon in there. And also, Kevin Costner talks about in an interview how Crash Davis, a lot of the lines that he gives are his actual personal beliefs. And in there, he talks about – 
and I'm bringing this up since we just had an episode about conspiracy theories, but in Bull Durham, Crash Davis mentions that he, that he believes Lee Harvey Oswald acted alone in the assassination of JFK. However, Kevin Costner plays in the movie JFK where he's actually trying to prove that Lee Harvey Oswald did not act alone. So find that kind of kind of cool little tidbit about Bull Durham and then it just spawns right over to the JFK movie. But coming in at number two, Bull Durham, honestly, Field of Dreams and for love of the game, don't come close to Bull Durham and on my scale. Can I ask you to read the entire quote that begins with, well, I believe in the soul. Colin could quote that by name. It has that quote. I believe Lee Harvey Oswald acted alone. He also says, I believe there ought to be a constitutional amendment outlawing AstroTurf and the designated hitter. Sounds like Colin. He believes in the sweet spot, opening your parents' Christmas, your presents Christmas morning rather than Christmas Eve. And, and just like Colin, he believes in long, slow, deep, soft, wet kisses that last three days. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, spot, spot the one that's not good. That's that's a great list right there. Nice job, Kristen. You love it. All love right. It. Hey, coming in at number two for Colin is for love of the game. I was kind of shocked that that one going to come in at number one. I knew one of the two would be either at one or two, and we'll, we'll get to his number one shortly. But, uh, yeah, number two is for love of the game from Colin. Uh, his reasoning, he pulls off the baseball side of it really well. Also, I had a crush on the late Kelly Preston. Number two for love of the game for Kyle. So I thought he was going to say Kevin Costner. <laughs> <laughs> so confirmed deceased. Yeah. She's gone. She's Correct. Gone. Correct. Wow. Didn't know that. That's right. John Travolta's wife, ex-wife. Oh, wow. <clears throat> That's right. Wow. You just ruined my night. Dang, my bad. It's all good. Right, number, number two, two for me. This movie, I can't. I, it's been forever since I've seen it. I think I've only seen it through once, like from start to finish. Mostly, it's just been in pieces when it's on. And you know, with the end of it on TV, or the beginning of it is on for a few minutes. When I think about Kevin Costner, the first two things that come to mind before the, my bottom three, well, my three through five is this movie and the one y'all mentioned already bold Durham, but it's Dances with Wolves. Um, yes. He was um, just awesome in this movie. The movie in general, I'm a huge history person. Civil War is probably my error. is probably one of my most interesting history times as far as U.S. history for me. This movie was you know, kind of hit all the, checked all the boxes. And so for number two, it was Dances with Wolves. Ryan, I got an interesting fact for this. What do you think about this? So the Sioux Nation, while he was filming Dances with Wolves, gave him a big old plot of land. And what do you think Kevin yeah. Costner did with it? He built a he built a golf course with it. How disrespectful, yeah. man. Yeah. I read that today too. I was like, what? And then he Classic the McAvoy. <laughs> oh my gosh. Hey, question for Kevin, because he loves stats. Did Dances with Wolves get over or under $425 million in the box office over its course? Dang. Uh, I'm going to say over. Is one of the three or four movies that Costner did that got a Best best Picture nominee? I tricked you. It, they made 424.2, so it was slightly it was under. under. Hey, it was a good line. Was a that good line. was it's a good line. You know, 
The budget was twenty-two million. It made four hundred and twenty-four point two million in nineteen ninety. Heck of a investment. That's uncalled for, man. Was that the number one movie in nineteen ninety? Crushed it. It actually was the fourth highest grossing. Crazy. All right, coming in at number two for me, and I I would have probably put some amount of money, probably five bucks, on the fact that no one else would have this movie. Um, it's a little off the grid. That said, I'll continue the trend. It did get, uh, it does receive 79% Rotten Tomatoes, which is a great score. It is a perfect world. So this is an old school movie from 93, directed by Clint Eastwood. Clint Eastwood is actually uh, in the movie as well. Uh, But Costner plays a guy named Butch. He's an escaped prisoner, and he kidnaps a young boy, and then they have an interesting bond. Clint Eastwood's name in the movie, Red Garnett. What a great, what a great name for a Texas Ranger. It's always stood out to me. I watched it when I was very young, and and it stood out to me as like this is just a great movie. Uh, and then I come back to it every five, six, eight years when I just kind of re remember it. Uh, but a, a good movie. Uh, if you haven't seen it, I recommend it. A Perfect World, number two. Have that's not a, seen it, but I remember that. Yeah, that's a good call, Brent. I you know I skipped right over it when I was trying to choose a top five but i remember it yeah he had the flat top in that movie right yeah that's right flat it top had laura dern from Jurassic the white Park. yeah white yes. t-shirt with the glasses yes. i remember that movie yeah watch yeah. it is a it is a good good movie yeah it's a great film great film i want to say it takes place like it's the setting is like in the late 60s early 70s i believe but it's a it's a great film number one well, you know, when we're talking Kevin Costner, you know, he's the star of this podcast, to be honest with you. I mean, we talk about him weekly, uh, his trysts with Cal Ripken Jr. And, you know, just all the crazy shenanigans he gets into on Dutton Ranch. I mean, man, there's just nothing better. Kevin Costner is a stud. I think the reason I even know about his movies, my mom must have had a crush on him or something. I swear all these movies were on during my childhood. And the number one for me, you guys have mentioned it. It's Mr. Crash Davis. It's Bull Durham, 1998. I already read you guys the quote. There's nothing really left to say. I mean, to me, like the next to Angels in the Outfield, this movie can do no wrong. Uh, it's just a classic baseball flick, epitome of Kevin Costner's career. Again, thank you, Kevin, for all that you do. Costner, that is. Also, Williams. Bull Durham, number one. Fantastic. Love it. Yes. So my number one pick, I feel like most people probably know where this is going. You guys probably certainly do. But any man that can turn down the role of Air Force One and hand it over to his good buddy, Harrison Ford, like Mr. Costner did, any man that – co-owns a casino called the Midnight Star out in South Dakota. Any man that has played golf with Ronald Reagan, George Bush, has campaigned hard for Bill Clinton, and is technically registered as an independent voter out there. Which president was Bill Clinton? Sorry. That's how you say it in high school (laughs) up here. Clinton, Bill Clinton. (laughs) It's down there by Lawrence Clinton. Any Clinton. There you go. Any man that is part of a rock and a country band called the Kevin Costner and the Modern West Band, which I need to listen to them, by the way, you know, is obviously a stud is what I'm getting to. And Kevin Costner certainly is. And 
man, his top movie for me is Ten Cup. Rene Russo, Kevin Costner, Don Johnson. Remember that crazy story, how they got all the golfers in there? Kevin Costner was the big draw to these PGA golfer wives in the movie, if you go back and listen to our sporting uh, our sport movie episode. But uh, just a classic movie coming in at number one for me, Tink Up. And Love. shout out to Jim Nance. You know, he was in that too. Hey, so how about Kevin Costner? You know, he used to play in the BMW Charity Pro-Am, and his band – played downtown Greenville one night on like a side street. I think it was maybe around the time of fall for Greenville or one of those, one of those kind of festivals, but he had a, his band played, he was like half lit. The music was not good. I'm sure his band's okay, but he wasn't having a good night. That's a, that's a memory that sticks out for me. Um, I was, it was like so bad. I couldn't leave. I was glued to the stage. Um, It was like water world. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> all right ryan number one. Oh, sorry hey colin Colin's so, number one. my bad my bad colin is bull durham and his reasoning great movie in general and a great role for costner but we all knew where it was going bull durham colin is 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 in love with that movie so number oh, one, yeah. bull durham. Uh, well it's gonna be no surprise here either number one for me Strikeouts are boring. Besides that, they're fascist. fascist. <laughs> uh, <laughs> throw some ground balls. They're more democratic. Bull Durham, number one for me. Baseball, all the uh, old old school dude, you know, mentoring the new school, you know, dude. Uh, the whole, I read about this, uh, I think it wasn't originally planned that the movie would be narrated by Annie's character but then he decided you know let's let's have a woman tell his story so I thought that brought a different twist to you know the the movie so number one for me Bull Durham and you had a big crush on Susan Sarandon right you know I never really I I always I always thought that as much as I love that movie that whole scenario was very strange for me. Um, <laughs> like, you know, here's here's this middle aged lady, like just a <laughs> minor league ball club rookie, just every year just running through them. Like, it just, <laughs> it's, you know that that part part of the movie always kind of weirded me out. Like, yeah, don't that cut that so out. That ain't, that ain't making the sound like it. Sorry. <laughs> That's Ryan, you're welcome back anytime. <laughs> but uh, all right, all right. You can't let a uh, rabbi hear that. No, absolutely. <laughs> anyone, anyone. Anybody else? All right. Number one for me. I, I mean, this is no surprise. It was my top sports movie. If I was forced to make a top five overall movies, regardless of genre. Um, it would make my top five is 10 cup uh, Roy McAvoy, not to be confused with Roy McElroy, <laughs> uh, you know, one of the greatest movies of all time. One of the greatest movies of all time, 10 cup. Don't have to say anything about it other than what's already been said. Great, great characters all along uh, the roster. Great movie. Number one, 10 cup. Great flick. 
Hey, Brent, let me ask you a hypothetical golf question. You know, Roy McAvoy, hardcore gambler, we know that, goes for it, goes for the gusto, goes for the girl. I mean, he's just all in and whatever he's doing. So I was playing playing golf the other day, and buddy I was playing with has like a four-footer, okay? You know, when you're just playing with your buddies, no big deal. Four-footer, you might make it, you might not, okay? Since you are a golfer as well, and we like these hypotheticals, if you got a four footer on the line, do you do you do you spend ten thousand, okay, for a chance to win half a mil for that four footer? Are you doing well, that like without thinking about it? Well, not all four footers are created equal. I mean, are we are we sliding off the side of a mountain? No, 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 no. Hey, <laughs> pretty straightforward putt, okay? Maybe maybe left edge, something like that. Ten grand is a lot of money, but half a million is a life-changing sum of money. So I'm absolutely doing it. Okay, like ten grand you can recover from. You're right. That's a good half point. a million is a good. I mean, you know, any higher than ten grand, I probably wouldn't. But gotcha. And I'm giving it a roll. I, I like, like it. <clears throat> I like to live dangerously. All right, guys, our time is running short. Let's quickly review our top Kevin Costner movies. Christian, coming in at number five, you had Draft Day. Number four, The Guardian. Number three, Ten Cup. Number two, Field of Dreams. And number one, Bull Durham. Coming in at number five for me was 13 Days. Number four, Robin Hood, Prince of Thieves. Number three, Molly's Game. Number two, Bull Durham. And number one, Ten Cup. Colin, out from Utah, had number five, Message in a Bottle. Number four, The Bodyguard. Number three, Field of Dreams. Number two, For Love of the Game. And number one, Bull Durham. And our guest panelist tonight, Mr. Ryan Smith. Number five, For the Love of the Game. Number four, Field of Dreams. Number three, The Guardian. Number two, Dances with Wolves. And number one, Bull Durham. And Brant, to finish this up, you had number five, Field of Dreams. Number four, For Love of the Game. Number three, Bull Durham. Number two, A Little Bit Off the Grid, A Perfect World. And number one, Ten Cup. Ryan, I hope you enjoyed that, man. We certainly appreciate you coming on tonight. Dude, I appreciate it so much. I enjoy I listen every week. I've got some guys at work that I've talked into uh, giving you guys a listen. I think it adds a little bit that I'm besides Christian, I mean I know Christian, but you know, I've you know, obviously lived with you at Clemson for several years and I know Colin and Brant through you and so I think I along with several of our friends who who listen have a deeper appreciation for some of the commentary throughout the podcast. Um, <laughs> you know, I, I either are familiar with where that's coming from. I know that you know, some of the backstory or just, you know, I've heard that joke or wisecrack a few times before. So, but, uh, you know, honored to be invited to be on the, on the show tonight. Look forward to uh, hearing, hearing the future ones for sure. Yeah. Well, Hey, we appreciate it, Ryan. And uh, it's always fun when, Number one, you have somebody like you who's like really become like that number one fan to be on a podcast with us and like going back to your friends and be like, hey, listen to this one. I'm on it and getting to pick <laughs> next week's. That's an honor, too. So oh, yeah. I'm looking looking forward to that as well. You know, I might try to get, you know, somebody from one of our local fast food establishments who isn't working to come be on the pod next week. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, hey, that's a good idea. I like that. Maybe we can get maybe we get a little sponsorship. I'll know. give you ten twenty five an hour. <laughs> I then we'll pay him more to sit down. There we go. That's true. That's right. 
Hey, well, thanks again. I'm glad you had a good time. And for Brent and Christian and Colin out in Utah, we will see you back next week when we rank our top five fast food restaurants on episode number 18. And until then, we will see you next time. Say goodnight, Kevin. Bye.